BeastNet podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness-related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Lisa from BeastNet Podcast, and today we're talking with Ken, and I'm going to give you a chance to kind of tell us a little bit about about yourself. Okay, so I've been doing OCR racing for about two years. It all kind of started, I was kind of a little overweight. I was 290 pounds. I was doing a lot of competitive Pokemon playing, and then I kind of got into this injury, kind of made me want to get into involved and get better in shape. And so here I am. I've just been exercising for about two years and got myself back into the place I want to kind of be at. So That's amazing. You look great. In two years, you. you've lost. How much weight have you lost in two years? Uh, I lost about 70 pounds. Nice. Um, yeah. That's fantastic. And was it just by exercising or exercising a diet or? Um, it was from a diet and exercise. Basically, my injury, I fell off a three-story house. <laughs> so oh. I was hospitalized for a little bit. And then I kind of said, you know what? I kind of got to get myself back in shape. So if I don't take care of myself. So I put on the on a Facebook thing does anybody know anything about how to get back in shape? And one of my friends said, well, I do Spartan SGX. So she kind of brought me into the OCR world. And Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But oh, what was your first race? First race was the uh, Tuxedo New York, the one up in, uh, well, New York. <laughs> <laughs> and that was two years ago? Uh, yeah, that was about two years ago. I got myself back to like 250 in like a year. And so I decided I was going to do my first race doing open. So I spent about a year trying to get my trifecta and it was this big thing for me, but now I'm trying to do more than that. So I started joining age group. So, Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. So do you race by mainly by yourself or do you have a team or anybody that you hang out with when you're racing or? Well, I actually race with a lot of the people that go to the gym that I go to in Verona. So there's this place called Mud Sweat Tears. Uh, They um, do a lot of they do a lot of the racing um, with Barton. They go to Tough Mudders. They go to a lot of different races, and they've kind of go together as a community. So we kind of join on to this uh, Excel spreadsheet that they have, and we just kind of link up and go to the races together. Oh, that's fantastic. How are you doing this year with pretty much every, the whole entire race season being scrapped? Uh, yeah, that was a little bit of a bummer because my roommate and I, we planned on getting nine trifectas done this year. Oh. And so we bought all the flights. We literally paid for Dallas and Hawaii and all these races and oh. it all just got like scrapped. And I was very, very disappointed, but you know, uh, we've been making the most out of it. We've been kind of running these crazy challenges that we make up. So right now we're currently doing this one where we run down the Jersey shoreline, like the entire Jersey shoreline. So. Oh my gosh. How is that all virtual or are you actually going to go run well, the shoreline? <laughs> I've been making uh, videos um, about it on my Instagram and I've just been kind of posting. I'm trying to make it kind of a touristy thing. So as we travel down, we run by, we're not really trying to do it for time. Yeah. But, uh, we're just trying to get ourselves down, see what's along the entire shoreline. So it's been kind of a cool challenge. We're in the middle of it right now. That's awesome. Uh, so are you guys traveling to your destination where you start and then go from there? How are you guys, how are you doing that? So what we start, so what we've been doing is we started at uh, Sandy Hook, um, like at the very, very point. And we've been just, we broke it up into nine different races. We're currently on uh, the fourth, wait, is the fourth, the fifth leg. Where, so this Sunday we're doing, the entire Long Beach, was, which is a 21-mile span. 
Um, that's oh, our wow. longest run. So we run about 15 to 20 miles per, per leg. Oh, that's just to keep in shape. That's Sorry. fantastic. Um, <laughs> so I saw that you did uh, some other challenges. What are the other challenges that you guys are making up? I think it's great that you're making up your own challenges. Yeah. Uh, well, one of our uh, other uh, Spartan <sighs> racers that we've been oh, doing God. has. Oh, is everything okay? Hello. I'm here. Sorry. Hang on. <laughs> My internet's kind of sketchy sometimes. <laughs> Okay, where are you doing this uh, podcast from? From my house. Oh, that's <laughs> li- fun. Yeah, I live out on the Olympic Peninsula, so there are times where my internet's great, and there's times that it sucks. <laughs> okay, yeah. Is it like the West Coast? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm like two hours shy of the northwest, most northwest, farthest northwest point in the continental United States. Okay, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So you you do all the ones like Seattle. Have you? been doing a lot of races too or uh yeah i've been racing for this would have been my sixth year and um i do a lot of the pacific northwest races i've been up to canada been down to dallas so kind of starting to expand but the northwest is usually where i'm at seattle um california and montana i haven't made it to idaho yet which is sad but <laughs> next <Right>. year maybe <laughs> I haven't had a chance to go out to Montana. I thought that Montana was one of the harder ones and I wanted, I was kind of interested in going out there, but I didn't know anything about it. So we haven't really registered for that one. It's Montana is amazing. It's really challenging, challenging because you're going up and down a mountain and um, they use every bit of space they can on the property that they're doing it at. And yeah, it's a challenge. It's it's one of those ones yeah. you kind of dread that you're going to go do, but once you go do it, like the views are amazing. There's one spot on the course that you can see out over the entirety of like um, the the lake, and then you can see into Calspell, which is like a few miles away. So it's pretty amazing. That's awesome. Like I love the mountain series for that reason. I I think that the mountain races, although they're one of the more challenging ones, I used to hate uphill, but just those views that you get at like places like Palmerton. Um, yes. I'm excited to go to Killington this year. I haven't actually done that one, but that I hear that one's a hard one. <laughs> That's what I hear too. I know um, on the West Coast, Montana, Tahoe, and Big Bear, I've heard is like the worst. And I'm just like, mm, I'm not ready for that one yet. <laughs> yeah, not, not quite there yet. Got it. No, <laughs> but Montana's great. It's a beautiful place to go. And the race there is incredible. So I might try that one for 2021, but I haven't, I'm still putting together my schedule. So yeah. Were you able to get your tickets for all the flights? Like how did that work out for you guys? Do you guys have credit or what'd you guys end up doing? That depends on the flight. Like we got frontier airlines, which was kind of, uh, kind of being kind of sketchy with the whole thing. They give you your credit, but we only had the flight there on one flight and then flight back on another flight. So it was very like trying to use the credits that matched up with other flights for later on in the year, but that you had to use them up in like three months. So oh, we didn't wow. get, yeah. So we didn't really get a chance oh, to what's... internet's being weird again. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. The best part about the the whole experience with shutting down is that I was trying to get ready for the age group. So the the bright light that happened, uh, the, the I guess you can say the cloud, uh, the silver lining in the cloud is that uh, I had a lot more time to practice running. So I've gotten a lot faster because all you could do is run and sit there and do puzzles. So 
I used a lot of the time to just run and run and run and run and run and run. That was all I did. Uh, do you run mostly pavement or how do you have trails around there that you can run to use to the different, the unevenness of the ground? We do a lot of pavement running up here because um, we have a lot of hills where I live. I'm kind of on the Appalachian Trail, sort of. Okay. So there's a lot of um, the mountains around Perfect. this area. So we just run in this area. Nice. Were you guys forced into like a full-on shutdown or how did that work for you with trading? They actually didn't shut down everything right away. They were like, okay, well, we're just going to shut down, you know, don't, don't go any place, but we're, we're going to keep people out of the parks, but then people would still run on the tracks and then they'd shut down the tracks. And then it's like, okay, well, we'll run on the trails and then the trails and then they shut down the trails and then it's like, well, fine, we'll just stay to the roads. It's fine. (laughs) We get you. Ultimately, it did nothing because everybody wound up running right on top of each other. And it, like, so you're just running past tons of people on the road. Yeah. <laughs> so with, do you just do Spartans? Like, are you doing other races as well? Or I started, I started with uh, the Spartan races. I had Tough Mudder done. I did one Tough Mudder. Um, I wanted to do Savage Race. That I was supposed to do a couple this year, but they, with the shutdown, I never really got a chance to. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Have you ever done this, the Savage races? No, Savage and I think it was it um, Battle. No, it's Bone Frog. They're mostly East Coast. And so for us to go do those, it's either going to Texas or going to the East Coast. But at this point, I really don't care. I'd rather travel to go experience yeah. the other races because they have a hard time breaking into the market over here in the Northwest. So Okay, but you have experience with Bone Frog then. Uh, no, not yet. That's the other one I want to do. So okay. <laughs> I'm working on it. Uh, mostly here it's, uh, Spartan races. And then we have a ton of local, um, races as well. So there's smaller companies that we get to go and have fun with. So that's a positive about being out here is it's a pretty big thing. I haven't done a Tough Mudder yet. I'm kind of not sure about the whole electric shock thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a ridiculous thing. I saw the signs as, as you're running up to that thing and you're at mile three and it's like, caution, don't go into this thing with a pacemaker. You're like, <laughs> how, how bad can it possibly be? I mean, come on. <laughs> so you like test it and you're, as you get really, really low and you're crawling through, all of a sudden you're like, you get, you get this like jolt. And you're like, I can't go backwards because someone's already climbing in behind you. So you just have to keep going. So you just start gunning for it. You're just going faster. Oh. <laughs> I have a video of my uh, of one of my friends like freaking out and screaming the entire way through. It was it was quite oh, serious. That's great. <laughs> Do you have a favorite obstacle or a least favorite obstacle when you're doing like Spartans or even the Tough Mudders? Is there one that you just kind of dread or are you like excited about when you get up to it? There's there's one that's the bane of my existence and I'm able to do it whenever I'm at the gym, but whenever I see it in the race, I just can't do it because of my fall that I fell like three stories. I have this thing for heights. I don't like them. I will do them, but I don't like them. And so whenever I get to the rope climb, it, it's all it is is just technicality, a technicality with holding your feet the correct way and just climbing. And it should be so simple. Yeah. But I get to it and I like the rope doesn't feel right and it feels slippery and I just never can get up the rope. I don't know why the rope is the hardest one for me. That along with the box. Oh, I haven't done the box yet. So I've seen people do it, but I'm just like, no, nah, I'm going to go take my burpees on that one. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, roommate 
loves the box. She like does this whole spider monkey thing where she like grabs onto it. She's like, it's really simple. You just grab on and you throw your legs upside down and then you like pull yourself up the rope while you're hanging up. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'll fall on my head. But she's like, like 110 pounds. So <laughs> it's easy for her. <laughs> yeah. The rope climb is difficult for me too. Still haven't accomplished that one. I've gone up to it, thought about it, but I'm like, hmm, no, maybe next year. <laughs> yeah. So with your virtual races that you guys have been doing on your own or the ones you've been making up, like how many of those have you done so far this year? A lot of the, I've done two Spartan uh, virtual trifectas just to keep myself a little bit active. But the main, uh, um, the races that we've been kind of coming up with, like, I don't know if this one's actually a legitimate thing, but it was this, I think it was called the uh, Yeti. Oh, it was the Yeti 24 hour challenge where you run for five miles, but then you have to stop every four hours before you can run the next five miles and you have to do that for 24 hours straight. So it was really, really simple at first, like five miles and you can take your time. You can go really slow, but it was the rest in between that kind of really exhausted you on that one. And by the last one, we, we accidentally took a nap, woke up, we didn't fuel. And then it was like miserable the last five miles. Oh, oh, so it was run five miles and rest for a few hours and run five miles again, or you run for a certain amount of time or. So every, every four hours, I think even my roommate had, we made up shirts. Um, so like basically, oh, it's inside out, but basically <laughs> you had to run five miles every four hours. So, and as we did it, we kind of checked them off. Oh, that's great. So 9 a.m., 1 p.m., 5 p.m. And then we all did a shot at the end. Oh, no. So so I did a, we did more than a shot, but like it was a great time. (laughs) That's fantastic. Uh, After you get done running the Jersey Shore, what are you going to do next? Do you guys have already mapping that out or? Uh, Well, you know, it's really funny. I actually don't know. I think we're probably going to come up with something to do with, because by the time we finish that, it'll be October. We'll probably come up with something. We're hoping that some more virtual races will come out because it's kind yes. of hard to just keep coming up with these on your own. Yeah, that's understandable. Did you do the OCRM, uh, the virus virtual races that they have done? Um, I know Don and Mike did them and it was, uh, I think it was like 30 miles for one of them and it was just a virtual race through OCRM. Uh, what are those races? Um, gonna- it, uh, it was... Uh, one of them was just like, you know, the attack of the virus and you did a race. And then the last one was like the cure. And it was like 30 miles that they did, but it was all a virtual race that they did. And um, I don't know what they got with it, but it was pretty awesome to see them out there doing 30 plus miles, just going laps. I went out and did a couple laps with them, but. Uh, that sounds insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I did like 10 laps or 10 miles with them and. Yeah, they did like 30 miles. I think the last one, Dawn and another, uh, Virginia, I think pushed to like 52 miles. And I'm just like, you guys are, uh, yay. Hey, you did it. Good <laughs> job. <laughs> I can't imagine doing that one. Um, my main goal is to do an ultra and I want to go to Dallas for that. Um, I don't know about 50 miles yet. <laughs> but no, the, the ultra in Dallas, were you going to do that this year when it was posted? Um, I was tempted to do it and I was starting to get talked into going to Dallas and once everything just kind of came to a screeching halt I was like well that's gonna be next year's thing so next year um all of us at BeastNet at least I think all of us we're gonna go and do the da- the Dallas Ultra so we'll all be down there and 
doing the ultra together. <laughs> I might actually see you down there because I, I was supposed to do the Dallas uh, ultra this year. It was supposed to be my first ultra. I have family in Dallas. Oh, uh, awesome. So I was going to make a big trip out of it and uh, it got canceled. So yeah. maybe this year coming up. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I love, I've been to Dallas. I did the Beast there in 2018 and I loved the venue at Glen Rose. It's amazing. It's got some hills to it, but it's not compared to like Seattle and Montana. It's pretty flat, but I was just like, this is an incredible venue. So, um, looking forward to going there for my first ultra. I know Montana has an ultra this next year and no, I think I'll wait on that one. It's too mountainous for me. (laughs) Part of me, one thinks that it's a good idea to do the mountain series as your first ultra, but I keep thinking about how I felt after my first beast. And I'm like, do I really want to take my first ultra as a mountain? (laughs) Right. Uh, Montana was my first beast and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. It was a founder's race and Joe DeSena like helped like design the race course. And I'm like, oh dude, I think you were trying to kill all of us. It was brutal. Did you get to see him when he was out there or did he make an appearance? You know, I was on the mountain for so long. I honestly couldn't tell you me and the group of people I ended up with. I think there was four, there was five of us. I think we were the last ones back and across the finish line. Like the sweeper, like conveniently ignored a couple radio calls. Cause he's like, I'm not taking you guys off the course. Cause we were like, two miles from being at the finish line. He's like, hmm, my battery died. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was like, oops, but, um, I didn't see him. I, I was on the race course for too long. I didn't see him. And I think he was supposed to be at a couple of the other races, but I I'm too much into like hanging out with my teammates and being on the race course. And I was doing street team for a while. So I, I didn't Where really Go ahead. Do you run them? Do you run them open or do you run? I I run open. Um, yeah. I I enjoy having fun with my teammates and helping the other people who are like you know you see people out there who have never done a Spartan before and you can kind of see when they're having those weak moments and it's just fun to like let them know hey you got this so. Um, it is awesome to be open. Yeah. Like, I I remember my races with like like my first year doing open and then entering age group this year, there's a very, very different feel with the group of people you're running with. It's like everybody, like you don't have any help from anybody. It's just like on your own, just go for it. And, if you can't, yeah. and don't you dare skip a burpee or do a burpee incorrectly. Stop <laughs> <laughs> <Dock> you. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the one thing that kind of, well, I still got to get my strength up and my running up, but running age group, I'm like, Oh, you guys have fun proud of you. Yay. But I'll stick with my open. (laughs) The one thing that I like about the age group is that I'm usually motivated by like competition. Like I'm just naturally competitive. So for me, I feel like it's constantly like one continuous, like Mario party, like ghost mode where you're racing yourself every time. So now that I've done the open for one year, I can now go into this year and be like, well, I ran that one before. Let's see if I could beat my last time. Even if it's not the same race, it's still the same concept of how much faster have you gotten. Yeah. Um, So did you, were you able to do any races before they shut everything down? Yeah, we actually tried to start early with the trifectas. We got to SoCal. SoCal was um, uh, Los Angeles because I used to live out there. So I I tried to make a lot of my Spartan races because I've traveled all over the U.S. Um, yeah, living there, so I lived in South Carolina, uh, not South Carolina, uh, 
SoCal and um, I wanted to visit friends. So I made a trip out of it. That one was really, really nice. It was what surprised me about um, SoCal is it took place in January and I didn't expect it to, even though it was January, you're thinking, well, it's so South Carolina, uh, South Cal- uh, California. Yeah. So how, how cold can it possibly be? Even if you lived out there, you don't remember how cold it actually is in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So like, and if you leave early, it gets very, very dewy on some of the obstacles. So I fell off the monkey bars like both times Oh, and I fell off the uh, rings. So being your first age group and you know that you're capable of doing those things yeah. to fall off of them both times. I literally like rage kicked like, <laughs> like the side, <laughs> uh, the side beam before doing the burpees. Cause I'm like, what is this? I can't do this right now. <laughs> Do you, um, have you decided if you're going to wear gloves or anything like that to help with your grip so you don't slide off or are you just going to wing it? I think that the gloves actually make it harder. Um, <laughs> I, I think that they make it more slippery. So I'd rather just go with it with my hands. Um, the, I just rub my hands into kind of the dirt and then, you know, just yeah. go for it. Um, what about so, you? <laughs> I do the same thing, rub my hands in the dirt and kind of go for it. Um, you know, if yeah. I fail, I fail, but if not, eh, whatever. I've tried gloves and they really didn't do much for me. Uh, they helped with some of the uh, wrist support because I got the ones that kind of wrapped around. So that was a plus, but they just get so slicked with mud that I ended up taking them off and putting them in my hydration pack. So Yeah, no, I hear you. It's it like and if, after you do one or two obstacles with them and if you're wearing them even in, like around muddy obstacles and you forget to take them off, they just are now ruined for like the rest of the race. Yes. So, <laughs> And then they just make it even more slippery to just use them. So, yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I'm like, yeah, I'm good because you know, rub a little dirt on your hands would be good to go. Uh, so, did you just do the SoCal race, or did you do? Did you actually were you able to finish your trifecta? One trifecta, or? Well, I what happened was is I there was this weird period that that Spartan did um, the beast counting for two in November, like they changed the season. Oh yeah. So what they did was they made the beast count for 2019 and 2020. So I was supposed to, so the one that I did in North Carolina counted for both seasons. So I wound up getting one trifecta from that. Okay. So you got at least one actually on the race course and then the two virtuals. Right. So I got the uh, one on the courses and then I got two virtual trifectas after that. We also did Greek peak because we were supposed to do that. Uh, Greek Peak in Cortland. I don't know if you know about that one. Um, I've heard one about that, Greek Peak. Yeah, it takes place in like uh, a very, very cold part of New York uh, up near Syracuse. Oh, okay. So there's snow on the ground and they make sure that there's snow on the ground even if it's not snowy. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the allure of that race. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll pass on that. I don't like being that cold. Like, <laughs> we have some cold races up here, but... Mm, I'm not going to, I'll pass on the snow. <laughs> it was surprised. It was surprisingly easy. Uh, the, what was it? Yeah. I thought that the monkey bars were going to like freeze my hands off and I wasn't, and I was prepared to like get like frostbite on certain things. Yeah. It was snowy, but for some reason it wasn't cold enough for it to freeze the bars. So it was, everything was fine. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That's kind of a thing too. It's like, I don't want to get my hand on that bar and be like, Oh, my hand's stuck. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that feeling of pulling your hand off metal is not fun. <laughs> yeah, it's not. 
Um, Why do you know from experience? <laughs> yeah, I grew up here and like being a little kid and you know, if it got really cold outside, we go still, you know, play on the monkey bars and everything else and your hands kind of stick and you get a little bit of your skin sticking to it. It's like, oh, <laughs> um, yeah. so how far have you traveled for your races? You've gone to SoCal, but have you gone international at all or anything like that? Uh, I had a, well, I was going to go to Greece either this year or next year, um, but it turns out that now that we're going for the nine trifectas in 2021, um, we're probably going to, my roommate and I just do all these trifectas together. So we're probably going to do Greece in 2022 is probably awesome. the goal now. Yeah. So just push everything back one year. Yeah. Um, so you said Hawaii you were going to do, where else were you going to try to travel to this year? Are you going to try to stick with the same places and same races or does it depend on how the race schedule maps out? There were a couple of ones that changed. Uh, we kept a lot of the same ones. Like we're not keep, like we're debating about Dallas. We're debating about SoCal because we already did SoCal. And so it's like, well, since you already did SoCal, why don't we do Michigan? We might do Florida. I'm not sure if we're doing Vegas. I was supposed to do Vegas because I used to live there too. So I was going to yeah. do that trifecta, but that got canceled. So. <laughs> Everything got canceled. Yeah, 2020 <laughs> is canceled. Yeah. Um, I know Seattle has a trifecta weekend, and I'm planning on doing that. And I have a bunch of friends, like BeastNet and stuff. They're all doing Hawaii. And I was supposed to make a trip to Hawaii this fall. And so that's not happening. And I think I'm going to push it out to take my time to go to Hawaii over that trifecta weekend and drag my teenager with me. <laughs> you're going go to you're gonna go to the Hawaii one? I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Cause we have, I think a year to use our tickets. And so that's probably what we're going to do is just go there, go with a bunch of friends. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be nice. I mean, yeah. Hawaii was supposed to be one of the, I mean, actually I think we'd be there right now um, in Hawaii. If, if it wasn't canceled, this is the weekend of Hawaii. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, I think you're right because you know, last weekend would have been um, the Portland Sprint, and then I think I had some of my friend teammates were going to literally go from the Sprint and fly to Hawaii. So um, yeah, what's today? Tuesday. I would yeah. have been on a flight to Hawaii in two days. Yep. It's so disappointing <laughs> to think about. It uh. is. It's disappointing. I totally understand. You know the reasoning behind things, but. Um, I don't know how it is for you, but racing's kind of therapeutic for me and not having that that ability to go out on the race course and just kind of only focus on the race and that's it. I miss that. I miss that ability to zone everything else out and just focus on getting through the race and pushing myself physically and mentally that way and not have to worry about life, if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. Like I totally get that. It's it's great to just go out there and just uh, feel like you can do these things that you never really get a chance to do. Do you like the BeastNet? Do you want to keep hearing it? Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at BeastNetPod. Was running age group, was that the first time you ran a race solo or did you do like an open heat? Did you run a couple races solo before switching over? Um, I ran I ran the opens um, three times before actually switching and buying an age group season pass. Like it was only about running three races my first year. Yeah. And then after I got the trifecta, it was I was debating about the season pass. Do I want to do open? Do I want to do age group? Um, and then my 
roommate that I met at the time when I was debating this, she wasn't my roommate yet, said, well, let's just go for age group. And so we just went for it just to get the experience and we can always do open if we want to. Perfect. So that's awesome. um, It's nice. I do like the age group a little bit more because I feel like I'm held accountable for a lot of the obstacles. Yeah, I like I like that being held accountable. Like you have to do these thirty burpees correctly. You have to do this obstacle correctly. You can't once you fall down, you fall down. There's that. There's one thing that's nice about that, but um, you definitely have more fun and open. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, with the age group, um, do you find yourself pushing yourself harder to get through and like place as best you can, or? How's that for you? So when I started age group, like the first, the first year that I was doing the trifectas, like I told you, I was in two, I was 290 pounds when I started racing and over the course of my first year of Spartan, I got down to about 250. So I lost 40 pounds, but I wasn't really trying to do the diet thing. And then when I did age group, I'm like, okay, let's get serious about this. So then I started dieting. And then I lost an additional like 40 pounds. So I've been trying to get faster and faster. So I think age group was motivating me. And, you know. That's awesome. Have your injuries held you back at all? Or are you you pretty much healed from your injuries? Surprisingly, no. I was told when I fell off, like I, I broke my spine. I broke my right elbow. Yeah. And so when I was, I was in the hospital for about two months. And they basically told me that I have to take it easy, that I w- probably wouldn't be running extremely fast anytime in the near future that I probably would, I should stay away from hanging on anything or holding on to anything for extended periods of time. This is before I even considered racing. Yeah. I think, I think it was because the doctor told me that I couldn't and that I wouldn't, (laughs) that I actually said, well, to hell with that. (laughs) I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. Um, So they, I basically, when I told them that I was doing uh, monkey bars, like I can't turn my wrist right now. This is about the extent that I can turn it. Oh my goodness. Okay. But yeah. So when I told them I was doing monkey bars, he. So the monkey bars, how's that work for you? Like, you know, sometimes wrist mobility is a pretty big thing on some of these obstacles. How, how do you deal with that? So the thing with monkey bars is that because I'm moving, I, I have to take it really, really fast. Like I can't. I can't stop on the monkey bars like some people do, but it has actually made me go faster because I just have to swing so that the weight is not completely hanging on the arm. Cause as soon as I'm doing this, I'm done. So it's like, well, you got to go, go, go. And it just makes you go through it. So how does that go for you on the multi-rig? Is that the same thing? No, that actually, my injury then slows me down because of the extra swing. It puts so much strain on my arm. If you, if you ever watch me do the monkey, uh, the multi-rig, I have to swing and grab with both hands and then swing, swing grab again. with both hands, swing, grab with both hands. So I don't have all the weight on my one arm. So it's always swing, grab, swing, grab, yeah. swing, grab. <laughs> it's like, oh, I feel your pain on a broken elbow. I did that in my first Spartan race, so... Oh, did you? You yeah. broke it on what? I honestly am not sure. It could have been either at the time in the at the Portland Sprint. Um, they have this massive hill. It's at a BMX uh, motocross track, and this is super steep hill. That's where they put the barbed wire crawl. So it's barbed wire crawl going up the hill in the last I don't know ten feet or so. You have to pull yourself up with a rope and. It was my first Spartan race. I think I got to the rope and my just upper body gave out and I slid back down probably a good 10 feet. So I don't know if I, I don't know if I cracked my elbow on a rock. I have no idea. And then the slip wall, 
It was the last one before the fire jump. Well, I got to the top of the slip wall and my shoes like lost all their traction. So I face planted and slid down. <laughs> it was like a Yikes. shining moment for me. But I got done with the race and I noticed my elbow had some scabs on it. And I'm like, okay, that kind of sucks. That hurts. But I just kept going and I couldn't put any weight on my elbow. And I was like, all right, I bruised it really bad. You didn't think that you you did anything crazy to it though? No, because I could still move it, but I had a friend, I had my scab came off and I was bleeding. So I was trying to put a Band-Aid on it. You know, people, friends can be jerks, but funny at the same time, came up and just tapped my elbow and it dropped me to the floor. It had tears coming down my face. I'm like, I don't think it's supposed to hurt like that. And I went to the doctor, they sent me to an orthopedist and he's like, yeah, you fractured your humerus. So I had a hairline fracture going straight up and they put me in a cast. And I was like, so proud of that cast. It was like my first like broken bone and my whole family yeah. like, how are you excited about a cast? I'm like, because I did it in a great way. <laughs> well, it's an awesome battle scar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but there are times, you know, after the first year breaking, you know, having that break, uh, my arm was weaker and my elbow still kind of like it was hurting for a little while. So I, I can understand that not wanting to put a lot of weight or anything like that on that arm. Oof. Yeah, no, it really, it really did suck for a while. Like at first when I broke my arm, I, they kept thinking that it was just getting frozen because I wasn't manipulating my arm enough when it came out of the cast. So they yeah. keep, like every they I had like three other surgeries. Like if you see, like I, I, you probably can't see them in there, but there's three separate surgical places where they open my arm to try to manipulate it and move it. And they found out that it was actually a, uh, I get bone spurs in my arm. Ooh. So it freezes the joint. And so that's, so then they said, you know, I forget where I was going with that, but you know, that's, that's how that injury kind of plays um, out for you, plays out for me. So I'm just um, dealing with that. So I feel your pain on having it broken. <laughs> yeah. Broken and it sucked too, because I, you know, I run open, but people are still very judgy about you if you don't do burpees, but you do something else. And I'm like, physically can't do a burpee right now. I'm doing 30 squats. Give me a freaking break. At least I'm doing something, but trying to do burpees for a while that killed me. Cause I, Going down in the push-up, like, my arms were like, no, no, my elbow especially couldn't do it. That actually, that, that adds perspective to me. I never even really thought about that. Even with my injuries, I'm like, I, I, that really puts something into perspective. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> You're welcome. There might be a reason why people are not doing burpees. Stop being so judgy. <laughs> I, um, oh, what race was it? I think it was, it was either Washougal or Seattle last year. I had hurt my back just before the race and um, I work for a chiropractor. So I knew if I pushed it, my boss might murder me. I was doing, you know, doing the same thing. I was doing 30 squats. I failed the spear throw and some guy walked past me. is like, wish I could just do that instead of my burpees. And he just kept going and. <sighs> oh, that's such an attitude. I lost my, I, I lost, I kind of lost it. I went off and my friend was like, calm down, calm down. It's okay. But I'm like, it's not okay. Like, you don't know what people are going through. Quit being so judgy. You know, I'll do my burpees if I can, but if I'm injured, I'm going to protect my body and I'm still going to oh. do, I'll still do some kind of penalty. I mean, that's part of it. You fail an obstacle, you do your penalty. So I did no, it. That, that <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> That's that's got to suck to have an injury that is like when you get to the penalty section, that's the required one for 
for age groups. So what happens if you're yes. running age group and you can't do burpees there? You're just now disqualified or what, what is, what is the, the ruling on that? I would assume you're probably just disqualified, but I'm at the, I'm at the thought process of if you're going to run age group, you need to be physically a able and able have that ability. yeah you have to be able to do that because that's what that's what the rules are that's what the guidelines are and i totally get people who are sticklers about age group and you know the pro athletes like i totally understand that but if you're running open no one should hold you to that no it's run your own race like you run know, your race yeah and you see people who are out there with their teams and maybe their team has, you know, a deal saying, Hey, if you fell an obstacle, we'll split these with you. And I've seen that. I've seen people split all their burpees and everything else between their team. Cause maybe everybody made it over, but one person. So that's what they I, do. Well, n- now as far as open is concerned, I mean, if you're, if you're finishing the race, I mean, you are running your own race, but how do you feel about people who don't do any who don't do any penalties at all. Is it still like, do you feel like they're still, you know, I mean, what, what does the medal stand for? I guess it stands for different things to different people. You know, I think with, for those people, I think it depends. I know I have completely skipped obstacles and not done it, but I know that I have been at my breaking point where I physically know that if I try to do anything else right now, I'm not going to finish the race. So I still go through it. I still will try to do it if I can, but if I can't, I just don't. Um, but usually those are like on the, it was on the longer races. I wasn't in the best shape or anything like that. I was dealing with, you know, other things. So yeah, maybe my medal wasn't as earned as other people, but I know but I it, was out there. But it, that it counted for you. That's what, that's it, what's important. Yeah. And you know, like, again, I run open for a reason. I know I'm not at that physical ability yet to keep up with people in age group and the pro athletes. And I really admire the people that are able to do that because it's a lot of dedication and not saying that if you run open heat, you don't have that dedication, but there's a completely different kind of mindset and dedication to being in those two categories. And I think they're amazing to be at, but think when people get super into being very athletic and running the races, you can't be so judgy on people running in the opens because everybody has to start somewhere. And if you're just getting off the couch and you're just, you just happen to be there and no. you're doing it, we can't judge people. I've seen people who I have just been floored that they're out there and it's like, wow, you are inspiring just because you're out here and you're pushing yourself so far beyond your physical limitations that you're outside your comfort zone. And that's, that's where we started. That's what Joe DeSane has always said, like, get off the couch. Like, okay, well, these people are off the couch, so we can't judge them. We can't judge I, them because we started there. No, I completely understand. I, that, that's, that's a very, very important thing to remember when you're running the races. Yeah. And, you know, the open heats don't, we're the last ones to go through. And so half the time, some of those obstacles are so muddy and so slick. It's like, dude, why can't we get a clean obstacle? Come and then on. You get to, and then you get to the dumb one. It's like, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I um, cannot. If I go to the, when I get to the dunk wall, I cannot think about the amount of people that have been through there or anything that's happened. It's like, just get me under the dunk wall. And I have to say, I'm so glad that it's inflatable now. (laughs) Um, 
when they had just, it was the wood wall. I didn't duck far enough one year and I like gave myself like a huge goose egg on my forehead. I'm like, oh no, to self, make sure you are fully submerged and under that thing. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't think about that. And the other mud pits that you, you go through at times, I can't think about the people that have been through there. I don't want to know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to know either. But I, I actually like fun, uh, fun fact. I've been, whenever I see the dunk wall, I'm always trying to get a good dunk wall photo, and I never get one. Like I see the guy, he's snapping everybody. I'm like, I'm just gonna let everyone go. Okay, everyone's gone. Okay, I'm gonna dive and I'm gonna make a face when I come up, and you missed it. How did you miss it? <laughs> like, are you serious? I've never gotten a good dunk wall photo. I think I've gotten. I got one good one, and it was. My best friend and our two daughters, we were all racing and we managed to get some pretty great dunk wall pictures. I don't know how the people do that. Like they go through and they get these epic dunk wall pictures or their fire jumps amazing. They're carrying the buckets and they look like they're picture perfect. I'm like, how the hell do you people do this? Like, I'm lucky to get a smile out when I'm going past some of these people. (laughs) Meanwhile, you look like you're stepping into the fire or like... (laughs) You're like struggling on something or you're like hunched over. (laughs) Yeah, I I get you. I I pray every time I get to the fire jump that I don't trip because I have tripped over that fire jump probably nine times out of 10, I trip. And I don't know if it's because my legs are done, but I start to jump and yeah, I usually trip over something. I've taken the log out with me as well. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. No, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I tripped. There was one year they didn't have a fire jump. It's just jumping into a big pit of muddy water. I still tripped. Like there was like pictures. The guy like took pictures as I was like falling into the pit. And I came back up and I'm like, are you okay? And I'm like, please don't make this any more obvious about what I just did. No one no. saw it. It's okay. No one saw it. <laughs> no, they completely saw it. It was great. Um, so yeah, the fire jump has been kind of one of those things where am I going to jump it or am I going to trip over it? <laughs> yeah. I, I love the fire jump. I always try to pose for it. And I think that I've only gotten one picture that actually looks somewhat decent. The rest of them, they look like I'm either like, hey, I'm doing? it's a weird face. Like I hate life. <laughs> I've gotten a couple good fire jump pictures. When I was up in Kimberly, um, British Columbia, that was the longest sprint I've ever done in my entire life. It took me like five hours, but mm-hmm. the mileage was way more than a sprint. <laughs> Uh, but I got to the fire jump, like I jumped it and I cleared it. I was so excited. And the lady's like, Oh, I missed it. Do it again. And I just kind of looked at her and I'm like, did you just tell me to do that again? Oh, you're you're funny. She's like, please, please. And I did it again. And she got a great shot. And I just looked at her. I'm like, you are so lucky that happened. So lucky. (laughs) Twice in one day. (laughs) I, that's a good like your gamble there <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, go do ahead. You all of, no so do you do you like that do you do a lot of the do you look forward to seeing the cameraman when when they're doing the pictures and stuff or i kind i kind of like knowing where they're at because i try to like smile and not look like i'm completely in misery <laughs> um and that's more like the bucket carry i freaking hate it when they have cameras at the bucket carry i'm like oh, i hate my life right now and you want me to smile <laughs> you, uh, 
Yeah. And you're just trying to look like, this is nothing. <laughs> I've got this. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I've never, like, I've always carried in front of me and I'm like, I look like I'm like 10 months pregnant because I'm leaning back just trying to carry this thing. Like, stop taking my picture. Uh, but, you know, I try to find them because, you know, you smile, you say hi, and I feel like if you butter them up a little bit and you're smiling as you come towards them, they're more likely to get a picture of you. Yeah. Um, there's been a couple times where like, you know, people go through the barbed wire crawl and they get the, get pictures and stuff. And I'm like on the other side of, of them and I don't get a picture, but there's been a couple times where I've gotten great pictures. It's, you never know what you're going to get. It's like, Ooh, what's the smorgasbord going to be this time? Yeah. And I can never find myself like they're like, Oh, make sure your bib number is visible. And nope. Nope. like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'll put in my bib number in this like, <laughs> off by like 30 and i'm like that is not me so you know you find one and you're like okay it's a big burly man i've like gone in i'm like okay so i found myself here and then i have to mentally think back okay that bucket carry was like half a mile from the sandbag carry so if i was here at this time i might have been here at this time i'm like why are you guys making me guess as to what time i was at what obstacle because remember you do that too with like the text messages when you're like looking like well this was here and there's the map and carry the one okay yeah i was okay yeah. now we'll just scroll through these 200 photos and find the one photo that looks exactly. average exactly and because i usually run with my teammates like if i find our photos I'm like download 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 like i try to get everybody's i can so if somebody misses somebody you know like oh i found your pictures you don't have to look for them <laughs> But no, I, I love the, I love finding the photos because I'm a big social media whore. I love to be on Instagram and post all the photos of everything that I've done and look how awesome I am. But like, um, there was, sometimes I can't find them. There was, when we were in South Carolina, why do I keep calling it South Carolina? SoCal. SoCal. Um, when I was in SoCal, um, I was in a bad mood at the end of the race because I had just passed this volunteer who... Um, was at the rope climb because I was psyching myself up to do the rope climb, which is the bane of my existence. Yeah. And and as I'm approaching the thing, they're like getting in your head. Um, and he's like, hey, why is your hair not messed up? Are you even really doing anything? And I like looked at him. I just gave him this like serious look like, are you, are you, are you serious? Like, I, and then I couldn't do it. So I, when I, when I got to the end of the race, my roommate's like, yay, you finished. And I'm like, uh, I just was like, let's go. And she's like, let's just get a couple photos around the place. So we came back and we did photos and the obstacles were really close to each other because it was a sprint. So let's like, so we're like, let's just get one on the A-frame. So we went back and took pictures on the A-frame and we slowly made our way through the race. And we, before we knew it, we wound up doing the entire race again backwards. So we wound up just taking photos on everything. We got all the photos we wanted. It was great. But yeah, we wound up doing the sprint backwards and everyone's like, you're going the wrong way. You're going the wrong way. I was like, no, you're going the wrong way. It's this way. Go. <laughs> um, that's the one thing I try to do when I go to all the races is I try to take as many pictures as I possibly can. And I know my race family and my race friends, they totally get when I do a picture dump and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry the rest of my friends who don't get this because it's like 40 or 50 pictures, like all, you know, a couple of times and they're like I'm like sorry it's all races um but I have albums on my Facebook of like all the races like from the time I started to the last six years I'm like well that just shows how happy I am with it 
<laughs> yeah, but it's just memories of things that, like, how often are you going to get a chance to jump over walls and, like, climb in mud under barbed wire and spend time with friends like that? I mean, it's a great community to do that with. So why wouldn't you want to capture the memories of that? Exactly. I fully agree with you. And, you know, I look back and there's sometimes I'm like, oh, I didn't get a picture with so-and-so. I'm like, oh, dang it. But it helps me like look forward to the next race. Like, okay, I no need to get a picture with this person because I didn't get it last time. And, you know, some of these people you don't see except for maybe once or twice a year. So it's like the best thing ever to get pictures with them and know that, hey, I actually saw you and we got to hang out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, pictures are worth so much, especially at races, because people do. They see everything that you're doing. And, you know, I talk to people day to day, and they're like, you do what again? Like, mm. I go crawl through barbed wire, climb over walls for fun. <laughs> and that's just it. And going back to what you said with uh, running your own race and, and, like, being able to do those things, like, you're taking pictures of things that you're proud of doing, that you're part of a community of being a, of being a better version of you. Yes. And that's what makes, that's what makes the p- pictures worthwhile, because you can go back and be like, huh, I did that. I was there. I did this, that, you know, I was able to do these things that I wasn't able to do before, or I at least attempted, and that was, that was great for me. Yeah, same here. Um. Do you, I've had a friend tell me that I look the happiest I have ever been when I'm on a race course. I'm like, how can you not be happy doing that? Like, you know, yeah, you have moments where you feel like crap because you feel like you're not doing well enough. But then at the end of the day, it's like the best feeling in the world. Cause like I did that. I pushed myself. And so oh, I don't understand how you can not be happy doing it. It's just, right. it's so much fun. My um, first Go, my first no. race, I, I was not able to go go over the six-foot wall. I was not able to do a lot of the things. I wound up failing, I think, like, I think how many burpees did I do? I did 270 burpees. So I failed, what is that, nine obstacles? Um, and then, like, I and it was just, like, ones that you're like, man. And I remember when I was training on monkey bars and stuff like that, I was not you. I was thinking monkey bars like when you're a kid, like monkey bars, those small little ones. And you're like, oh, that was so much fun when I was a kid. And then you get to these giant poles, and you're like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> that is not a monkey bar. Yeah, you walk up to him, and you're looking at him, you're like, oh, wait a minute, those are really spread out. And why does that one go up? Like, <laughs> yeah. what the heck? This is like something you see on the hardest level of of Super Mario when you're like. <laughs> flying up and down and you're like swinging and fly through the air and yeah yeah i did like 190 my first spartan race burpees so yeah i feel you on that one yeah Uh, but uh, for me like my first race like i did some of the other um I think I did Warrior Dash that year. I did a couple of like the fun runs. You you know got the inflatable stuff. Um, but when I did Spartan, that is what fueled my fire to do more races. Like I found, I felt like I'd come home and I'd found a sport that could actually embrace who I was as a beginner athlete. I guess is the best way to put it. And I've seen so many people like find that transformation in Spartan, like. Spartan and obstacle course racing in general. So it's such I, an... And they all are, are geared towards a different thing. Like when I did a Tough Mudder, it was a lot more about the community. And like, it was not so much about like getting to the end as fast as possible. I remember people were helping each other up the giant... Have you ever seen a Tough Mudder where they have that giant like ramp oh. that looks like the Ninja Warrior thing? Yes. Yeah. Like I, when I saw that and I was approaching it, um, I 
definitely didn't think I could make it. And I don't think I would have if it weren't for the fact that people were actually grabbing and helping each other. And it was great to have that feeling of like, everyone's here to help each other. Yes. Um, and, you know, you still get that on the Spartan race. I mean, no, in age group and stuff, there's not yeah. a lot of that. But when you're in the open heat, um, the inverted wall is that's my bane of my existence. I loathe that thing. But if it wasn't for my teammates, I wouldn't make it over at half the time. Like, I like struggle. Like grabbing your leg and pushing you up. And, yep, yeah. you know, you have a Spartan push. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like – that's the greatest thing about it. The community is people will help you. Um, some of the smaller mud runs around here and obstacle course races. That's what you see. Like, yeah, you got the people running for time, which all for it. That's great. But I like it when I can kind of just take my time and enjoy the company that I'm around, which is great. I know Spartan's a little bit more about really pushing yourself, but when you just kind of relax and have fun at a race, it's the best thing ever. I feel like those yeah. are the muddy. Those are like the muddiest races that I've been at. Like I come out looking, you know, I'm covered head to toe in mud. Like you get dirty during Spartans, but the other races, I come out just. I'm finding mud in my toes for like weeks after that. And you will, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that I miss from this year. Is I miss getting muddy. I miss being completely dirty and exhausted from doing a race. Um, I've found some race socks around. And I'm like, oh, I miss you guys. And then you move it and it's like dirt still flies out yeah, of it. It's like, like crusty <laughs> and it's like solid and you're like <laughs> yeah. you even think- if you've already washed them, they're still they still <laughs> yeah. get like that. Yeah, I found some. I'm like, oh look, my clean race sock. And then I move it and I'm like, oh, maybe you should go yeah. back through the wash again. So I know, I don't know about you, but for me, I never wash my race clothes at home. I always go to a laundromat because I don't want to like have all that mud in my washer. And it's like the best feeling to like see the washer start going, just all the mud. I'm like, oh, Oh, yeah. I've never actually done that. I usually just do them at home and just try not to think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I bring back this, this bag of like muddy crap and I just dump it in and just do your thing. I'm done. Um, I try to make sure I get all my clothes. Um, I hang them out on my porch so they can dry off a little bit. <sighs> I've forgotten them a couple times and I'm just like, oh, this is like the worst thing ever. They smell and they're dirty. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, how are you, have you found a good like race shoe that you really like, or do you kind of, how, are you still trying to find like the perfect shoe for you? Surprisingly, um, well, I don't know if I like them the best because I haven't actually had anything else to compare them to. But my friend who got me into Spartan racing swears by Solomon's. So she's like, you got to buy this shoe. By the way, I have an extra pair. Do you want this shoe? And I'm like, (laughs) is it better than the shoe I have? She's like, yes. And I was like, okay, sold. But it it does really well. Um, the Uh, The only problem I find with the Solomon is that once again, back to the, to the rope climb, because of how the, uh, the what is it the sole of the shoe is or the, yeah. the bottom the track the traction of the shoe oh, yeah i feel like the rope slips very very quickly from underneath it so it's very it's not good for that sort of thing it's also not good getting up walls because your feet tend to slip because there's not a lot of traction but as far as running through the trails you will i don't fall on anything i see people like i'm that person who like bounds down the the the, the- 
tells the like, ask us, yeah. I have a lot of body. I'm six foot two, 220 <laughs> two, two to 250. So I'm like barreling down, running past people. So I'm, I'm thankful that I have those Solomons in those moments, but getting up the rope in the. Which, um, which version of the Solomons do you have? I usually wear like the speed crosses. Is this so. like a, is this like, um. A, a video podcast or is, is this whole thing like a recorded video thing or is it going to be done? It's, it's going to be audio and visual. <laughs> okay, cool. So the one that I have, oh, I have, I don't know which brand this is, but I don't know. Oh, yep. Solomon. Yep. Yep. These are the ones I have. So oh, those look like speed crosses. Yep. So like this, the ridges down here, they don't, they catch very, very well on the rocks. So I don't feel like I'm ever slipping on trail, but when it comes to like climbing stuff, I, I tend to slip a lot more because there's a, there's a lot of body and gravity and it doesn't hold as much. I have the same problem with mine too. The slip wall I struggle with because if, you know, if you have even too, if you have too much mud in between all those grips, like you have no grip, but on the trail, it does great. I love it on the trail. Some of the obstacles, like you said, just Nope. And I can see where that would be an issue doing the rope climb too. Yeah. They tend to get slick. <laughs> yeah. And especially with the new Olympus, the way that it is, the new Olympus that's at the, at the Spartan races, it has a slipper, more slippery wall now. Oh. So, so like, I feel like your shoes, like before I was able to at least hold on to it, but I remember running up to the new Olympus with the new, the new type of wall that they have on it. And it's like, I don't know if you've ever tried to climb the, you've tried to climb the box. It's almost as sleek as that one where you have no traction at all oh, with the shoes. Wow. Yeah. Cause I've done the Olympus. I've had help with it, but I've done it and my shoes have kind of gripped on it just a little bit. But if it's like how the box is, cause I've seen it, like that would be really difficult to keep your grip on. Yeah. I see people get off the Olympus now and they have bruised knees cause they're, they're, they feel like their knees are the better way of going than your own shoes. Like they're yeah. like, I'm just going to, put my knees and bury them into the wall. I just crawl along with my <laughs> knees. They get off with terrible bruised, scratched knees. And they're like, I did it. And I'm like, great, but your knees hurt for like forever. But right? I guess it got you through it. <laughs> just wait till the very end when you're playing dirt or bruise in the shower and you realize that those are bruises on your knees and those are not yeah. mud. Um, that's... Uh, I love that part of a race when you're like getting cleaned up and you're like, okay, dirt or bruise, dirt or bruise. I'm like, Spartan kiss. Yay. (laughs) You find all these like bruises and you feel like, wow, I did all this stuff. And I get, you find bruises for like two weeks. You find them like on your, on areas that you don't think they are on the back of your neck. What was I doing back there? Was I like, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, you'll find one. You're like, Oh, well, where'd that one come from? Because I don't remember that part of my body hurting at any point in time during the race, but, oh, there's a bruise. Um, I try to avoid wearing shorts after a race for a while because my legs just look like I've been beaten. And I'm like, I don't want to explain to everybody why I look so beaten up right now. the inverted wall that did it to you. <laughs> it usually is, or the hurdles. <laughs> Going over the hurdles, yeah. that'll get me too. Um, do you do any other races? Like, have you done any of like marathons, half marathons, any of those, any endurance events? I want to enter like the, I want to enter a lot of the, um, races that have to do with like running as many laps as possible. I know some people who did a few of those and they keep trying to, uh, get me to do them over this whole break. Cause a lot of people are doing them even now, uh, where you do as many laps as possible. Um, in a certain period of time, but I haven't actually had any experience, unfortunately, to really share with you on those. <laughs> um, 
I like knowing, like, I know for some of my friends, they transition between road racing and they do some trail racing on top of the OCRs. It's always interesting to see how everybody starts to cross train for all these different, you know, other sports as well, but like their core is still obstacle course racing. I haven't, I, I want to actually enter the New York City Marathon at some point. Um, that is a goal of mine. I never thought I'd I'd see the day where I wanted to actually run marathons because <laughs> <laughs> like the whole OCR world has kind of opened my eyes to what a long distance really is. Yeah. I used to think that like three miles was like when you run a 5k and it's like, Oh, that's such a long distance. And it is, but then you meet crazy people and <laughs> <laughs> now it's like, Oh, I'm only going to run five, six miles today. Okay. Let's go for that. And you just, you're, whole perspective on what long is changes as you hang out with people who run really long distances. <laughs> I, um, when I go like on road trips or anything like that, I'll see like, Oh, it's 26 miles to such and such. I'm like, Oh, that's only a marathon. That's not that far. Oh, it's, it's 15 only a marathon. <laughs> right? It's like, I'll see like, Oh, it's 15 miles to such and such. I'm like, Oh, that's just over a beast. That won't take very long. And I'm like, wow, my mindset has completely changed about how far yeah. something is. Yeah. You're like, Oh, that's only a beast and back. I mean, like come on. <laughs> yeah. 30 miles. Oh, that's an ultra. I can do that. Not a big deal. Um, yeah, that's, that has always started cracking me up. As soon as I realized I was doing that when I'm driving, I'm like, oh, okay. I have been sucked in and I drank the Kool-Aid of the sport because now mileage just doesn't seem like it's that long anymore. It really doesn't. And like I run in this area, I live near my cousin. He sometimes drives past me like when I'm walking someplace because I'll like walk for like two miles for like an ice cream treat and come back with my roommate. And he'll be like, you need a ride home? And I'm like, yeah, it's only, and he's like, how far do you live? I'm like, only like a mile down. And he's like, I can give you a ride. Like, he's like, that's pretty far. Like, it's like, no, it's only a mile. Like, it's not really about that bad, big of a deal. Yeah, this, it's not that long. It won't take me that long. Really? Trust me, it won't take me that long. <laughs> but people in New York walk those distances all the time. I mean, that's normal in New York, but then you take it out to New Jersey or someplace in the suburbs and suddenly a mile is like, whoa, I don't want to, <laughs> like... You know what I mean? It's like I totally know what you mean. I have friends that don't do races. I'm like, hey, let's go for a walk. I'm like, how far? I'm like, a couple miles. They're like, a couple miles? That's not a yeah. walk. That's like, that's a full on exercise like moment. I'm like, oh, no, it's just a walk. It's, it's just a far. walk. It's just a simple walk. <laughs> so like, I that's how I feel about this like whole run that I'm doing. Like the the 21 miles that I'm doing this weekend. It that feels like a long distance, and it is. But because I've been running like 13, 15 miles every now and then, you just don't think about it that way. And I think it just warps your brain. I think it does too. So are you doing these long runs like every other weekend or how are you guys pacing these out? So it all, this whole thing started with uh, wanting to try to run every single boardwalk. Like we wanted to run all the, it's because everyone says go down the shore. And I had no appreciation for the Jersey shore. I thought it was kind of like, eh, the hype is not worth it. So I was like, well, I, let's make it a running challenge. Let's just run all the Jersey boardwalks. And then when we totaled, totaled up the entire Jersey shoreline, it was only 20 miles of boardwalk. So I was like, okay, so why don't we just run the entire thing? And my roommate was like, let's do it. <laughs> so, <we're> just, <laughs> like, so, we, so that's how this whole thing started. We broke it up into like nine different runs. Um, there's one area we can't do because it's ocean. Um, like straight up ocean and you'd have to like go 
back in and out. Like it's one of those areas. It's like a peninsula. So you could run back the one road you just came and yeah. then move around to the other side. But we found out that there's like this boat trip that goes a half a mile. So we might finish the whole thing with like this half mile boat trip. But oh, other awesome. than that, yeah, but other than that, we're actually We'd broken into nine lanes, and it turns out to be an average of like 13 to 15 miles per run, except for this one that's this weekend, which is the entire Long Beach, and it really is a Long Beach. So, wow, that's crazy. Um, and you're said you're gonna be finished like in early October, yeah. We broke it up to, to uh, do the uh, runs through August to the end of September. So the last weekend of September is the last run that we're doing, and then we have to come up with something crazier to do because we all have. <laughs> these things to our bodies. <laughs> right. We got to push our bodies still. Um, that's fantastic. Are you guys like doing anything? Like, are you guys getting like souvenirs from each leg of it? Or what are you doing to like kind of commemorate what you're doing? Um, my, my uh, roommates, my roommate and my couple friends who are doing it um, jokingly said that they should get like a mermaid trophy or something. Like I should make up a trophy for this. Cause I was the one who came up with this crazy idea. Um <laughs> But other than that, it's just been like videos. Like I'm like, again, like I said, a a social media horse. So I'm constantly running around with my camera and (laughs) and everyone that's with me is always like, why are you recording this? This looks terrible. I'm not happy. But I'm like, but it'll look so good when I speed it up, slow it down, add some editing to it, put some music (laughs) in the background. You're going to be like, wow, I did that. So, and usually I do, but you can see the misery on the faces in the videos. (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome but you know you think back and you look at it you're like yeah i was miserable in the moment but the end result is so much better than that one little moment of misery and you remember those things and you remember how terrible this was and it's funny because we run the length and we don't and we take an uber back so as we're taking the uber back it's like remember that remember that and we're like huh but i'm the i'm like got tons of energy all the time so i'm like wow look at that look don't you remember when we stopped there and everyone's like huh yeah okay because uh-huh. they're like they're Can done you shut up <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple pictures that i have from a few races where that moment they captured me in i'm like oh, i remember that moment I remember it clearly. I remember everything going through my head in that moment. My first beast, we got to the barbed wire crawl. It was starting to get dark. And my friend was yelling at me, you got this. Go ahead and just smile. And I'm just sitting there and I'm looking like at him and not the camera. And I'm like, I might murder you right now. Do you know how exhausted I am? I've been on that course entirely way too long. And, um, I tried to smile like you can just see my smile was so fake in that picture, but I look back at it and it's one of my favorite pictures because I remember every part of that moment. And that's, I think that's why I like the picture so much is because you, if you're having a moment and you're feeling great, or even if you feel like you're sucking at it, like you can remember exactly where you were and every part of that emotion that that's in the picture. Mm-hmm. Some and people it, just don't. It's authentic. It, you you yes. remember those feelings, and it's nostal- It becomes nostalgia over time, and you just love that. You love remembering it, even though it was a painful memory or like a terrible memory or misery. You you just love remembering those things. And yeah, like- I think it just helps you remember why you're doing it too. Because I know when I did that Montana race, I um I had gained a lot of weight back from 
my injury because I had lost a lot of weight and I knew I was at the heaviest I'd been in years. And I see that and I look at myself now and I'm like, dang, I came a long way in six years. This is pretty awesome. So that's another great feeling too. You are, you said you're on social media. What is your, like, what's your IG handle? What one do you usually go for? Like the Um, most that you're on? I, um, it's a Ken doll. So it's K E N D O L L E. And then it's like that underscore Spartan. It's very long, but like people know me as Ken doll. Some, some people actually think it's my last name. It's not, but I'll go by it. <laughs> so, That's awesome. so, so people are like, is it pronounced dole, delay? How is, or is it French? Is it like, and I'm like, no, it's, it's Ken doll, but um, my last name's actually Reich. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. But you go by that. That's great. Kind of helps. Yeah. Um, and do you post, you post on there quite a bit then about everything po- that you're doing? Yeah, I post a lot on, on social media just because I, I'm proud of those things and I like to have memories to look back on and, and like remember um, <laughs> what I was going through. <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> I totally get um, that. Yeah. So um, that's the, that's the, my Instagram account. I also post a lot on Facebook, but that's also Kendall. <laughs> just to put that out there. So, so you're easy to find on either platform then? <laughs> yeah, 10 D O L L E. Awesome. Well, I am going to have to cut this off because I've already gone over a couple times and Don might kill me. <laughs> okay. Well, we um, don't want that to happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. It's been great talking to you and thank you so much for coming on. And um, thank you for having me. Yeah. If, Again, everybody follow him on Instagram and Facebook, and uh, hopefully I'll see you next year at one of the races. That'd be fantastic. You might see me in Dallas. Yay! Yes. (laughs) All All right. Have a great night. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear.